Next up on Talk Zone is Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva. Are you concerned about your job? Concerned about losing it? Concerned about not having the tools needed to reinvent your career or to reposition yourself in the workplace? If the answer to any of these questions is yes, or even if you just want to be a part of the workplace improvement revolution, then join the conversation right now on Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva. Now, here are your hosts, Charlie and Eva. Well, well, well. <laughs> it is another Monday. Happy Halloween. Today's Halloween um, in the in the news, but no, no, not just in the news, right? Everywhere. Well, yeah, it's everywhere, <laughs> yeah. Um, welcome again, everyone, to Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva. Our mission is to leave no stone unturned. Use all our collaborative skills to make a difference in your lives, your career, and the world as well. Right? Right, because when you make a difference in your life, you impact people every single day. Hello. Um, I get it. And you know what? Um, I want to thank Eva, who kind of played Scotty from Star Trek right before airtime to um, get everything back up and running. There are sometimes I could use some dilithium crystals because um, it was it was dicey, but we got it. <laughs> so well, that's good. <laughs> um, all right, so you know here's the thing, right? So everybody is trying. We're working as hard as we can. We're doing everything in our power. We're right? trying, yes. And um, we rely on authors and entrepreneurs and cutting edge people to help us with new innovative ideas and approaches. Well, because there's so much information out there, so it's always cool when someone takes all that information and distills it down, well, distills it down, but takes that info, puts it in a book that you can then use to figure stuff out. Um, somebody recently said to me, um, everybody writes a book these days. and No, they don't. Well, no, they don't. And I immediately said that, and... I added to it a quote from, which I've said before, from Jackie O, who has said uh, in the past, even if you produce one book, you're doing something good. And yeah. um, I think that's important, important. right? Yeah. I know she said even if. I mean, as if it's easy to do. Even if you made $1 million. Right. <laughs> there you go. Anyway. Okay. So here it is, guys. You know, it all happens today. It all happens on Halloween. We have a really cool show. We have a really cool guest. We have the opportunity to get hold of ourselves, take a breath, and go and become rich. Thank you. Good. Yeah. I mean, you know, we work hard on getting these people to the show. Yes, we do work hard. <laughs> yes, we do. Um, all right. I don't want to screw around. This is This is very important stuff, and we are really... Um, honored to have our very special guest, Gary Stone, author of Blueprint for Wealth. Gary, are you with us? Yeah, yes, I am, Charlie. I'm sitting here listening to you. <laughs> Excellent. So, you know, we get a little punchy here, uh, Gary, because certainly in the news today, there's a lot of hoopla, and sometimes you have to kind of laugh at it or you'll go under. Um, but I have to say, <laughs> you know, looking at your stuff, it really is interesting. So take a second, share with us your website, and then maybe tell us a little bit about this unbelievable book, Blueprint to Wealth. 
Okay, well, well what I try to do, um, well, the, the, the website, if, if people are near a computer, is, is blueprinttowealth.com. And uh, if, if, if people are, are um, driving in their motor car and listening, uh, if that sounds a bit too long, then uh, Fix My Nest Egg is, will, will take you to the same, to the same website. Mm-hmm. Now, um, it's a shortcut. It's a shortcut. That's, it probably we decided that was easier for people to remember Fix My Nest Egg. Mm-hmm. Uh, so so what, what the book is about and, and what motivated me to write it was, was really to help people uh, cut through all the the, the, the jargon, the, the negative perceptions, and and this this word that people that the industry talks about in the financial financial industry called volatility that scares people away, and to try and simplify it down for for everyday people, just people who are investing for retirement through their 401ks or if they have IRAs, and just provide a simple way of of doing better than what uh, probably 100% of mutual funds are doing out there over the long term. Um, that in itself is unbelievable. So I would like, I would say, well, thank you for being you because, um, you know, I'm a little slow with this stuff and you're exactly right. I hear it's very complicated. You have to know when to get in, when to get out, what to buy, what to avoid. You know, I mean, um, just to just to make an analogy, right? When we pick, when we used to pick NFL games, we used to throw dots because it was just the, the success rate was the same throwing dots at a team, ah, right? Yeah. So um, I think you're onto something here, Gary. But um, uh, how did you develop this expertise? Well, good question. I started in uh, 1989, uh, 26 year, 27 years ago now, and um, I started when I did start. There was there was no such thing as what I'm going to talk about in in a moment, uh, but I got onto the whole. I mean, the bug bit me. I had to work out how to how to pick stocks and and the different ways of doing that. And there the, are the two main techniques: one called fundamental analysis of, of of stocks or value investing, and the other way is technical analysis, which is charting and looking at price movement. And and I've spent you know, all of that time just using both of those methods to to pick stocks, but um, along the way, uh, back in 1993, and it was in its, obviously in its infancy because it started then, somebody in, uh, well, somebody, an, an organization called uh, State Street, or the spiders mm-hmm. as they call them now, invented uh, an instrument called an exchange-traded fund, an, an ETF, mm-hmm. um, which, which we can talk about in a bit more detail, but uh, what, what that's done is that has revolutionized the, the investing, the, the way to invest or a way to invest in the stock market that, that opens it up for, for everybody. Anybody who's got you know, more than five, $500 to invest can effectively use this method to invest successfully in the market and over the long term beat the, the, the investing professionals, the, the, the mutual funds. I love it. I'm, I'm excited to hear more. But I just want to share again, the book is Blueprint to Wealth. And I'm telling you guys, this is the one. Gary brings it down so that we all can understand it. Um, and just go to blueprinttowealth.com and just remember the book, Blueprint to Wealth. So, Gary, I'm assuming we can get the book from your website. Is that the only place we can get the book? No, no you can't. You, you can get it through the website, but people can go directly to, to Amazon uh, and Book Depository and Booko and Kobo. And you know, it's, it's out on all 
through all the different um, you know, avenues that, that you can get books uh, these days. We, most people order them online, and you can order print or Kindle. Um, so it's all available through through those, yes. Excellent. So I have a, uh, you know, before we go further, I have a question that I always seem to have had um, in the market, and it is around the technical analysis. You know, uh, I talk to people, and they, you know, they look at me, and they say things like, it's a cup and handle. Um, you know, the chart is saying it's going to go up. I mean, wouldn't wouldn't the earnings say a stock is going to go up and not necessarily the chart? Wow, you can really get me going on this. Uh, I love this stuff. Well, a, well, a cup and handle handle is a um, is, is a is a is a, uh, a pattern that develops in the way that that price action moves in the market. And a cup and handle would take a minimum of probably a month to six weeks to form uh, on, on a daily chart. You could also see them on intraday charts, but we won't talk about that. And effectively what these patterns do, what people have done over the decades, and I'm really talking decades, uh, and mm-hmm. in the case of Japanese candlesticks, you know, there's, there's uh, evidence around that they were being used over 300 years ago in, in rice markets and things like that. But what these uh, patterns, these formations and how the price moves, gives an indication of what the probability is of the prices moving in a direction, either up or down, based on those on those formations. Now, it's not a it's not a science. It's not a it's not a there's no dead certainty in these. It's just probabilities. But people who who use the the art of technical analysis incorrectly, mm-hmm. you know, they want they want certainty. They, they want they want this price formation to be the one that's going to be 100% sure. This this, uh, the price is going to continue rising, mm-hmm. and we'll talk about the rising rather than the shorting or, going and, uh, or falling prices. And it's, it's, it's that certainty that people crave that gets them uh, into trouble. And uh, whereas what price action is, is really doing in these formations and patterns is really giving you a probability. And if the next part of that is when you look at the formations is to then use what we call risk management and money management to, to bring the odds in your favor. So if the price moves against you, uh, you know, and that formation becomes invalid because the, the new recent price action is, is is making that that formation invalid. Then you've got to react quickly, and you've got you've got to cut out of the trade. Um, so, but that's getting into more active trading. That's not necessarily what people have to do. And what I, although I do write about that in the latter parts of the book, it's it's the you know, the, the, the more simple strategies is, is what. Uh, is what we can focus on. And, and no, and that's what I love, and that's why I asked, right? Because it is complicated. I'm too busy um, earning a living to really get into the deep, the minutia of the market, right? So the simpler, the better. And if ETFs um, seems like a way for me to invest in the market, I mean, I, with less risk and more potential, I think I'm all in. I mean, um, so I think that would be something to tell us more about. I think, right? Yeah, absolutely. So, so, so here's the deal: the in the most people listening would have heard of John Bogle, who who started Vanguard back in, in fact, their, it's their 40th anniversary this year, back in 1976, when they got going. And and in that early 70s, there were a few other people that kind of came up with the idea that. If you just invested in the index of the market, so just the S&P 500 or, or the Dow Jones, um, that that was a, a good way to invest for the long term. And and the, the the whole area of index investing, if you like, index mutual funds, which just 
try to track the, the index rather than do better than the index, mm-hmm. started. And, um, and, in 19, and, and the idea, of course, is that you know, the, the, there are hundreds, thousands of mutual funds that, that have investment teams or, or, or different methods or concepts that they, they use to invest in the, in the financial markets, not only the stock market, but also bonds and, and other markets as well, where their whole charter is to try and do better than the index. And what John Bogle uh, came up with is, no, let's, let's just, rather than try, try and do better than the index, we'll just try and match the index. And, of course, even now, 40 years later, that discussion is still going on because mm-hmm. there are a lot yep. of people that, there are a lot of people, mutual funds are trying to justify their existence. However, what's now, and, and sorry, then the, the ETF, the exchange-traded fund, was started in 1993, as, as, I, as I said earlier, and then in the, in the mid-90s to late-90s and two, early 2000s, a lot more of these, Exchange-traded funds, which is effectively an index mutual fund that that is accessible through the stock market, rather than uh, filling out a form and sending it off to to the actual mutual fund. So mm-hmm. it's, it's an index fund that's listed on the stock exchange, and that's basically what it is. And it gives accessibility to people, better accessibility during the day, rather than having to wait a few days or a week before you actually get your your units in a mutual fund. And, and that so, so, so what, is. It's a cool strategy, I would think, right? Well, well, it is because 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 what what the evidence that's come out, and there's an organisation called um, S and P uh, Dow Jones Indices, and they are the custodians of of of, of a lot of these indices, and oh. they have a team uh, called S and P Indices versus uh, Active, so it's, it's Spiva, mm-hmm. so that's Sierra, uh, Papa, Indigo, uh, Vertigo. Um, alpha, so SPIVA, which stands for S&P Indices versus Active, and they, since the early 2000s, have been measuring how the, how the index does. So the S&P 500, and there's a, there's a bunch of other indices like the S&P 400 is the mid caps, and the S&P 600 is the small caps, and the Dow Jones, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. They've been measuring how many active mutual funds uh, actually do better than the index. And every six months they produce these reports where they measure just under 3,000 mutual funds and see how many of them have actually done better than or, or even matched the index. And over periods of uh, one, three, five, and ten years, the, the percentages of funds that, that, that match the index are, are in, the, um, in the round about the, the 15, in fact, goes from about 9% to about 15% actually get anywhere near the index. The rest do worse than the index. The rest do worse than the index. And Um, and to to carry that, there's another report attached to that called their persistence report. So what they do is they they start five years ago and they they see how many of the 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 active mutual funds are um, are in the top 25% of all mutual funds. And then they, they, they measure to see how many of those from you know, one year to the next year to the next year over five years, are still in the top 25%. And it turns out there's less than, than 10 actually remain in the, top, uh, in the top 25%. So when you combine those two, two statistics, the, 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 the chances, the odds, or the probability of a mutual fund that somebody gets into now uh, being in the top, you know, literally handful, and also beating the index, in periods of five years or longer, 
is minuscule. It's not I, I get it. It's really uh, in-depth, cool analysis, um, and we're grateful for that. We have to take our first break, but I'm really excited about learning how to customize my own investments now. Um, Gary, you already identified yourself as an expert quite easily, <laughs> and we're excited to hear more. So please stay with us, everyone. Corporate Talk with Charlie, Eva, and special guest uh, Gary Stone will be right back. CARE Certification in the Workplace is the award-winning shared leadership training seminar that will revolutionize your career and position you as the go-to person in your organization regardless of your job description. CARE is the acronym for Courage to Take Action Relevant to Everyone. This means your new workplace mission is to deliver results for the good of the company but not at the expense of others. Up until now, CARE certification was only available through company-sponsored seminars. But now you can become CARE certified in the workplace on your own time. Order Module 1 today and begin the transformation. There's unlimited opportunity in the workplace today, provided you have the right strategy. Becoming CARE certified is the right strategy. For more information and to order, go to charliespeaking.com. That's charliespeaking.com. And now, let's return to Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva on TalkZone.com. Thanks for staying with us, everyone. What a great show today. Our guest today is Gary Stone. He is the author of Blueprint to Wealth, and he is an investment expert. Hmm. And we're having a great conversation, but it's getting a little complicated. And I know that there are people out there that are thinking, well, hang on a second. How can I get a hold of my portfolio? Because I really don't know what I'm doing. But that's really, from what I'm seeing, the person that this book is written for. And, you know, you were talking about mutual funds with Charlie prior to the break. And one of the things that you talk about in your book is that everybody can um, beat nearly every active mutual fund. Is that really true, Gary? Mm -hmm. <laughs> It certainly is. Now, um, you know, I'm not talking about um, you know, short-term trading or, or, or keeping an eye on things on a day-to-day -day basis. I'm talking about over the long term. So, so the, the retirement vehicle that, that most people are investors, and that's the other point you know, to make, is that, is that everybody is an investor. Everybody who has a 401k is an investor, but most people don't acknowledge that or even realize that they, they kind of they tick a box when they, when they join a new job and, and that box kind of says that you know, their money's, the money that they're, they're contributing on a monthly basis is going to go off somewhere and they don't really become involved or engaged with, with where they're Yeah, exactly. And that's a terrible strategy when you think it, of it. It certainly is that for, for a number of reasons because it, it, it ends up in most cases in a target date fund. Now, that, that terminology, most everyday investors probably wouldn't understand it, but it, it's, it's, the, it's the place where most money ends up or in a balanced fund of some sort. That, mm -hmm. that is, is uh, balanced across stocks and um, and bonds mainly, and, mm -hmm. and the, the combination of that diversification into into different asset classes uh, other than the stock market and the paying of ongoing annual fees you know, mm -hmm. is really what puts a massive handbrake on the growth of people's retirement funds through their 401k or even if they're doing it through an IRA and using an investment advisor or, or, or whatever, but those fees are what are the absolute killer over the long term. 
Yeah, and I would think that a lot of people don't realize that because especially when it comes to using an advisor, because so many people use an advisor thinking that the advisor would do better than them. Um, But, you know, you're saying that if you just use your simple strategy that you came up with, in some ways you you could do as well as your advisor. And I actually, and honestly, when I say this, I had no idea what I was, what I was doing. I mean, I had read some and, just taking some simple little steps that I took, but I ended up kind of investing the way my advisor that I later got said I should invest. So I just kind of kept doing my own thing. But I think some people are just so scared of the whole process. Like they just don't know what to do. So they just pick the thing that's the the vehicle that's the safest when they're looking at their 401k and not realizing that with just a little bit of help from you, they could actually do a lot better than they're doing and they don't really have to be intimidated by it because, you know, you make that process simpler for them. Absolutely. So, so, so the, the, uh, what people don't realize and, it, and it's, it's amazing is, is the power of compounding. I mean, people, a lot of people give lip service to it and they say, yeah, compounding is great, but very few people actually sit down on, on a spreadsheet and work out, you know, what, what the difference is of three quarters of a percent over 40 years or 30 years makes to their 401k. And, and in the book, I talk quite a bit about it. So you know, if, there's, if there's one theme of, of the book that comes through, you know, right through from, from front to back cover, is the power of compounding over the long term. And, and the, you know, the fact that, that if, you, if, you, if you're paying away fees, then that compounding is working against you. So to give an indication, three quarters of a percent over 40 years for somebody in their 20s starting off with as little as $15,000 in their 401k account, so $15,000 over 40 years, three quarters of a, pen, of a percent, 0.75%, is half a million dollars lost in compounding. Ay, ay, ay. Wow. Wow. But, so, so if you're paying off three quarters of a percent to an advisor or, or to a, um, you know, a, a mutual fund fees, because the whole, one of the things about exchange-traded funds that we haven't discussed yet is that, is that their fees are on the order of you know, three to seven times less. Uh, in fact, probably ten times, depending on if you go into the S&P 500 ETF, but three to ten times less per annum than what you would pay in the average uh, active mutual fund. So, so that loss of compounding, even for somebody in their 40s who might have 20, 25 years to retirement, you're still talking about a, you know, on the amount of money that they should have put away in their 401k by then, you know, two to two to three to $400,000. You're still talking a quarter of a million dollars lost in compounding because of that three quarters of a percent. So it, it is huge stuff. And people don't work that out. They don't think that just that little half a percent to 1% per annum is going to make that much of a difference. It makes a massive difference. Well, and I would think that a lot of times people don't even realize what fees they're being charged, especially if they're in their 401k, um, and they don't even look at it. I mean, I I would think that a lot of times you wouldn't even know where to find that amount. And then, to like you said, you know, if you just saw three quarters of a percent, you'd think, well, no big deal. But when you put it in those types of terms, it's a huge misstep if you don't if you don't take a look at that. But yet. What you're saying is it's not really that hard to take a look at it. It just takes a little bit of education and not even and not even that much time. It's I think a lot of times people think, well, I need to spend like at least at least every week looking at my portfolio, which that 
truly isn't the case. I mean, you kind of lay out a strategy that you're saying is about 15 minutes a quarter? Correct, correct. And just on the fees there, the, the, the average... And for a 401k, the average fees that they charge is between 1% and 1.3% per annum um, is, is, are the fees that they do to, to administer and do all the bits and pieces and the investing and everything on your behalf, which is typically in a balanced fund. And that balanced fund typically uh, does worse than, than what the, the, an ETF would do or the stock exchange index would do. So, 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 what, so the, the strategy, so there's two main strategies that I discuss in the book, and the one is is, is a strategy that nobody needs to come, that can read the book to find out about it. And, and the strategy is re- really um, put into detail in half a page, as, as explained. But the, a, la- a large part of the book is leading up to that, is providing the evidence to, to prove to people mm-hmm. that, um, that you know, just following the index is going to beat just about everything else out there. Um, mm-hmm. and, that's, and that's because of two things, fees, and the, the, the diversification that, that active mutual funds and balanced funds and especially target date funds, which is you know, the, the big trend that everybody's putting their money into target date funds, that diversification and, and fees are what put this huge handbrake on the loss of compounding that, that occurs. So, so the simple strategy is that if, if people took their contributions and, uh, and put them into an exchange-traded fund, such as the S&P 500 or my favorite one, which is the S&P 400, which is the mid-cap index, and we can, we can talk about the, the actual codes and symbols of the ETF in a moment, they, and, and every, every quarter or every month if they wanted to, but certainly every quarter, every, every three months, they just took three months' worth of contribution, and you can do this through an IRA, and just bought some more of, of the S&P 400 or S&P 500 index and um, and just bought some more of it. And every time there was a dividend paid, which is typically quarterly, they would just buy some more as well. So you'd wait every quarter, wait till the dividend is, is, is distributed. You, the money comes into your bank account. You take your three months of, of, of uh, 401k contributions, and you just go and buy some more. And you just do that for the rest of your life. There is almost, because there's no such thing as dead certs, in this, in this planet <laughs> that I believe in, but almost 100% chance that you're going to beat every single active mutual fund, balance fund, and target date fund where your money would otherwise have ended up in. Damn, I'm remorseful. Wait, and so so you're saying take it every three months and invest it, so it wouldn't be like, you know, if you got paid every couple of weeks to put it in every couple of weeks, you should wait? Well, well, the only reason I'm doing that is, is, is to say to people, you know, you don't, you don't have to go and put that much effort into it. The, the research mm-hmm. I've done, and, and even others have done this, is that if you just did that on a quarterly basis, you're going to be way ahead. So, so don't, you, know, don't, you don't have to go out and, uh, and put that, you know, just multiply the effort. So in the book I talk about you know, a return to effort ratio um, where you, know, um, you don't want to be looking at this and every two weeks going, oh, gee, I have to go off and do this and do that. You can do it once a quarter and... And it'll be fine. Um, so that's just an effort reason. But if people want to be more active and do that, they have to ensure that they're doing it with an ETF where there's no brokerage, no, no uh, commissions charged. So, so there are ETFs, and, and one of them is, 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 the, is the S&P 400 ETF, where you don't pay any commission for when you buy more of the ETF. But if you were doing it with, a, with an S&P 500 ETF where you did pay commissions, then if you did that every two weeks or every month, then the commissions would, it would be fees that you'd be paying 
to your broker dealer, which would which would multiply the the fees, if you like. It'd still be far less than if you paid a, a, a if you were paying fees to a four hundred one k and to an active mutual fund. But yes. if you did it once a quarter, then you'd be reducing the fees if you were using an ETF that charged commissions. But the so one that just I a, just a quick a quick um, tip to everyone from what I just heard, <laughs> and thank you for that. The S and P four hundred ETF is kind of one that you recommend uh, uh, as as best you could say a recommendation, but it's also no fee. I mean, that's something that I didn't know that I'm going to look into as a result of this show. So thank you for that. They're, they're not that many, um, but, but Fidelity and Schwab, um, First Trade are, are brokers that do offer, broker-dealers that do offer zero commission ETFs. And yeah, it's not difficult to find. People can just get on their computer and just type in zero commission ETFs, and, and they'll have a whole page full of, of broker-dealers that do offer them and which ones they are. Oh, that's terrific. Wow, there's so much great advice, and we're only halfway through the show. We're going to go ahead and take our second break. Stay with us, everyone. This is Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva, and our guest today is Gary Stone. We'll be right back. Let Charlie Labosco show you how to revolutionize your presence in the workplace. Charlie is looking to improve the workplace, and by that he means your relevance in it. Charlie has over 40 years in the corporate workplace. He has seen the unbelievable, mind-boggling, off-the-charts changes in technology, but no real change in our day-to-day and sometimes toxic workplace behavior. Charlie's mission is to revolutionize the workplace by providing the training and the tools needed to lead any organization regardless of your job description. For more about Charlie and how to be a part of the workplace improvement revolution, visit charliespeaking.com. That's charliespeaking.com. Let's get back to Charlie and Eva for more corporate talk on TalkZone. All right, everyone. Um, welcome back. We are talking today with um, stock market investment expert Gary Stone, and we're hearing about this really cool book, Blueprint to Wealth, uh, available on Amazon and the like. And also go to blueprinttowealth.com and learn more about the book and about Gary. You know, one thing I want to say here is um, while I am not an expert and I've uh, interviewed many, one thing I say I am good at is when I can tell the person who wrote the book is truly an expert, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. And listening to Gary, you can tell that. So, I mean, it's like buying an encyclopedia of information. So, Gary, before we go on, you said something in the previous segment that I thought was really cool, and I, I wanted to give it another mention. You said you were talking about a strategy, and you said that, well... You lay out the strategy in like a half a page in the book because a lot of the information in the book is proving the strategies. And I think that is really, really important, right? Mm-hmm. So you address all of that. I, I mean, I, that is where all of the work and research comes in, right? C- correct. So, so I mentioned there were two strategies. So, so the first strategy, which we've just discussed, is um, is, is it's just long-term, minimal effort, just putting your money into, into an index ETF. 
And there's research that shows, uh, and it's not all my research. In fact, it's third-party research with credible people like Standard & Poor's indices who, who, who measure all this stuff and put out these, these six-monthly reports showing every six months that yeah, there's no funds out there that can beat the index over the long term. But the, the, other, the other research that I do is, is using um, price action, using the movement of prices to do what we call long-term timing. So, oh. so here's what we, what, what we do is try and avoid the large falls in the stock market. So when we have a 2008-type environment where the market fell you know, 56%, the S&P 500 fell 56%, we try and avoid a big chunk of that through getting out not at the top, but the market rolls over and it, it might have dropped 4, 5, 6% and then we get out and then we stay out until we get another timing signal that says get in and again that won't be right at the bottom. It would be if the market's gone up by a few percentage points and that would be a, a signal to get in. Now, mm -hmm. when I'm talking about this timing, I'm not talking about sitting in front of a screen all day or, or every week. It's what we call long-term timing where you might do two to three ins and outs of the market a year on, on average. And that's, that's the, the subtitle of the book is, is Financial Freedom in 15 Minutes a Week. And that is where there's a bit more vigilance required. So the 15 minutes a week isn't actually trading. It's, it's most of the time is being vigilant to know when to, to sell and then to repurchase the, the index ETF. And I've done a, a whole bunch of research in the book that shows the evidence of how those strategies would work if you just did that simple timing. Well, and, and so I have a question on that because there's a piece of that I don't understand. You can't really do that if you have money in your 401k or an IRA, or can you? Is That's the piece that I never quite understood, if you can actually do that with money that you have in, in something that's being tax deferred. Okay, now you, you certainly can do that uh, in an in IRA is, is the vehicle, the most popular vehicle that, that it's done through. If people have uh, money sitting in a 401k that's being managed by their um, by their employer, then they, you can roll that over into a, into an IRA and then manage it yourself. And you can certainly do that in an IRA. And how? And so, if you were to take it out of the ETF, where do you put it so that you don't have? Or is it that I, I'm confused? No, I'm confused. confused. Yeah. Okay. So, so 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 now we're talking about the second strategy, which which is, which, is, which is an active strategy, but it's not active when right. you're trading. Now, let's first of all go back to why you would do this. Okay. <laughs> because, because cause I've spoken about just you know, buying and holding the index, reinvesting the dividends, and putting your contributions in you know, every, every quarter or so. And the reason right. you would do that is because, is because you, 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 you're in your 20s, 30s, probably 40s, you're flat out with your family, you know, you've got, life is busy, and, uh, and all this busyness, says that you know, I haven't got time to, to look after my, my investments, and that's what people do is they let somebody else look after it. But when they let somebody else look after it they, uh, and they don't put the 15 minutes in a quarter, they're effectively getting you know, fee fleeced and, and they're, they're losing out on growth through, di through diversification into other asset classes. So the, the long-term investing in, in an exchange-traded fund such as the S&P 400 takes care of that. But when you start, there's a, there's a risk called sequence of returns risk. And effectively what that says is that, is that if you have a big bear market in the stock market later in life, either close to retirement or in retirement, mm -hmm. then this, and you're not earning other income and there's less time, if you like, for the stock market to recover. And it's, sorry, I should say on the side that the average time 
for the stock market to recover from a big 50% fall it, with dividends included is, is four to five years. Mm. So, so when you're in your 20s, 30s, or 40s and, and, and you're following this, 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 the, the, the 15 minutes a quarter strategy and the stock market falls 50%, you don't have to worry about it because you, you're not going to use the money then in the, in the stock market if you're in an index and not in individual stocks. You know, there, there's almost right. 100% probability that within two to six, seven years, the market's going to recover and you're going to be higher than what it was beforehand. So you just keep on investing. But if you're in your 60s um, and you're close to retirement or in retirement, then this 50% fall in the stock market has a far bigger effect on your retirement nest egg. So, right. so that is where we get a bit more active and people that are now got more time on their hands because they are the investments become you know, their number one focus is, is they don't want to sit through a 50% bear market which halves their, their nest egg. They, they, they want to protect it and the risk management strategy that, that's best used to do that is to do what we call this, this low effort, near passive timing of the stock market. Got you. Oh. <laughs> so so, so that, 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 that's where you use, now you wouldn't use cup and handles, but this is where you use technical analysis and it's longer term patterns to actually um, form a view where you say there's a high probability because what's happened here is that we are now going to sell out and go into cash and we're going to sit in cash and we're going to park our money on the side until we, until we get a more positive time and, uh, and then we will re-enter the market with our, with our nest egg. Um, and, and you talk about stuff like that in the book as well? Absolutely. So, so, so that, that's, good. that's the, the, the second main, uh, if you like, way of, of managing your money. But not only do we talk about it, we, and this is the reason why people might want to go to blueprinttowealth.com, and, and if they leave their email address, they will be able to track how we are doing with a real money live portfolio that's actually doing this timing. So people will be able to see the transactions. They'll be able to, and we, that's what our business does, is we provide software and, uh, and alerts that allow people to win the, say, for instance, the S&P 400. There's on average two and a half signals a year to say, let's get out of here and let's get back into it. Um, mm. And we provide those alerts on when to do that. Uh, and the, the other thing I should mention is that I've got this, this fictitious character called Ian, who's a composite customer of ours, who are our mentor through the book. So from page one, I'm mentoring Ian, and he's asking all sorts of questions about why should we do this and why are you doing that, et cetera, et cetera. And, and then I mentor him through the book to take him to, to these strategies and why and how he can, why he should be doing them and how he can do them as well. Pretty cool. Um, no, it's really, so, it's great, yeah. You know, we, and forgive me for being slow, but we know what a mutual fund is, right? It's a whole bunch of stocks in a, in a grouping, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And, uh, but an ETF is a little different, right? Can you just explain the definition of an ETF? Yeah, absolutely. So, so the ETF, an exchange-traded fund, is effectively, if, if people would have heard of the S&P 500, and uh, the S&P 500 is obviously made up of 500 stocks, which we call constituents or components of the index. And uh, the reason that, pe- that, that investors invest in uh, a few of the stocks is because they don't have enough money to invest in all of them. So you end up investing uh, in a subset. Now, rather than investing in a subset, what an ETF does is it, is it makes up a fund, and it's effectively a fund, 
that has a little bit of each of the, the stocks, and it weights how much money it has in the fund based on how much of the index a particular stock makes up. So obviously people have heard of Apple. Apple's uh, number one, um, or it's been number one for quite some time now, but it's, it's, you know, that, because that's a large market capitalization stock, it would make up you know, a percent. I think it goes somewhere between one and a half and three percent. I haven't looked recently, but it's quite big. And, uh, and that three percent would be how much, in rough terms, the, the ETF provider would invest in Apple and then the next stock would have less percent, et cetera, et cetera, until stock number 500 and the S&P 500 would have the smallest percentage. And they just manage their fund uh, in a way that tracks the index. And mm-hmm. so sometimes in the, in the United Kingdom, for instance, they call them trackers. They don't call them exchange-traded funds. <laughs> Interesting. Okay, that's an easier way to understand it. So, you know, if I'm kind of like Ian, right, um, I'm assuming that the book is going to help me depending on where I am in my life and in my goals. The, I could like plug into a, somewhere in that book to find my customized strategy, I would think. Yeah, that's correct. And you know, in simple terms, you know, until um, so, so Ian, Ian's in his mid-40s and, and I, you know, I picked one, if you like, scenario um, rather than – but then rather than – putting lots of scenarios in and tracking them. But through the book, I then say, I give examples. Say, for instance, if, you're, if you've got 40 years to retirement or 35 or 30 or whatever it might be, all the way down to 10 years to retirement. And then you know, the compounding of, of fees and, and diversification and things like that, I, I allow people to be able to see where, where they are, where they might fit in the, in the lifespan of, uh, on this journey of investing, if you like. And they can say, okay, if I'm over there, then you know, this is the potential loss that I could have through, through or forfeiting of, of the growth of my nest egg because this is how many years I've got to retirement and this is roughly how much I'd be forfeiting and compounded growth per annum and that turns into X hundreds of thousands of dollars. So people can work it out that way but very simply for people listening now, you know, if, if you're less than 50, um, 50 years old, then you can effectively just do the 15 minutes a quarter strategy. It's only when you start getting... You know, to, to later in life where you want to start protecting your nest egg that you would introduce timing. So I cover both in, in, in some detail and explain the steps involved you know, in, in a way that I actually what, uh, what I call is an investment plan. So I provide a whole chapter which is, which is the actual investment plan. So people can download this investment plan from blueprinttowealth.com and it has, it has the different parts that you'd put in an investment plan. For instance, the first part of an investment plan is your, is your mission statement. So why are you doing this? What are you trying to achieve? And then you have a goals and objective statement where you would, you would actually say, based on long-term research, these are the sorts of returns that I can expect. And if I work on getting within you know, a, a certain distance of that, this is how much I can expect in my retirement with that sort of growth and how much I can outperform the S&P 500 bar. And then it goes into the how, which is the, the investing method, and then it, it talks about what we call risk management and money management without putting, getting too technical about it. But that's effectively how you divide your money up into, you know, your, your nest egg up into certain instruments. And the first one we spoke about is that you can just put the whole thing into the S&P 400 index and just keep adding to it. So there's detail and there's, there's ways of getting resources. You can get the resources from our, from our, um, our blueprinttowealth.com website. But you can also follow how Ian, this real money portfolio that, that Ian is, and we've 
my business has invested the money, so we put real money in, and mm. we are tracking that, and we are letting people see how that's going. Really to cool. Just, just the S&P yeah. 500, yeah. You know, um, Eva, right, we never really know what to expect, and every once in a while we hit on gold. <laughs> right, yeah, right? no, it's true. Uh, Gary, this is phenomenal. I'm, I'm a little jealous of Ian. <laughs> um, <laughs> we have to take one more break, and we have still have more to come. Please stay with us. Uh, Corporate Talk with Charlie, Eva, and our very special guest, Gary Stone. We'll be right back. Charlie Labosco is an author, speaker, and trainer with over 40 years' experience in the corporate workplace. Contact Charlie today to interact, influence, and inspire others in your organization. Whether it's a one-hour keynote presentation or a five-day training seminar, Charlie is available to speak on many topics, including making a difference in the workplace, even as one person building shared leadership teams, and his signature award-winning seminar, Care Certification in the Workplace. Charlie speaking at your organization will make a difference on day one. For more information and to book Charlie, go to charliespeaking.com. That's charliespeaking.com. Welcome back to Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva on TalkZone.com. Wow, this has been a really great show, isn't it? Um, yeah, it's really good. Our guest, our guest today is Gary Stone. He's the author of Blueprint to Wealth. You can also go to the website of the same name, Blueprint to Wealth, and then you can actually see real money being tracked using the strategies in the book, which I think is really, really exciting. And, you know, Gary, so I had a question. Um, I like what you talk about, you know, that you talk about the book is kind of split into two strategies about if you're younger and then what to do if you're older, where you want to protect your investment. And then I know a lot of times, like, what's so confusing, and of course, this is always around how much money you've made and what your lifestyle is like, but people always feel like they need this huge nest egg in order to retire. But if I'm, if I'm hearing you correctly, it's like, yeah, you need to have a nest egg, but on the other hand, if you, if you, watch that nest egg and grow that nest egg and protect that nest egg a little bit, but then also kind of actively help it to grow. It doesn't have to end when you retire. Right. It doesn't have to end when you retire. And it also doesn't necessarily mean that you need this huge amount of money that you're never going to be able to retire otherwise. Mm. Is that true or am I being just pie in the sky? No, no, it, no, it isn't. I, I think, you know, uh, Getting a fairly large number uh, in your nest egg is, is, is a lot more accessible than what people think. And you know, that's one of the things that comes out of the book. And it's, it's just really using the, the power of compounding over the long term. Now, the, the, the idea of, of um, taking a, some sort of interest in this to, just to get that extra 1% or 1.5%, extra per year by cutting back on fees and, and not diversifying, i.e., you know, going into the stock market, can, can do that for people. So you know, young, younger listeners now, if, if that's all they did, you know, over a period of 40 years, so somebody in their mid to late 20s who's got kind of 40, maybe a bit more by the time they get there, the retirement age will probably be a lot higher. You know, it's, the compounding will do it for them, and the, and the stock market, if you like, the basis of capitalism will do it for them. Um, people that, that are later in life that didn't necessarily start off that much, uh, didn't put away money because 401ks and that, and, and this idea of direct contribution, 
um, the, fund, the fund contribution scheme only really started to, to gather momentum in the 90s and even more into the 2000s. So there'd be a lot of people that, are, that have fallen, that don't have enough money uh, saved, if you like, or didn't start early enough or didn't put enough aside. You know, the, um, the way to catch up is, is, to, is to get out of diverse, diversified funds and, and to get into the stock market. And you know, they might need to put a bit more effort in, like, like doing a bit of timing to ensure that they don't sit through a big bear market in the stock market. But, mm-hmm. but it is accessible, and I, and I talk in the book about financial freedom, and the very basic definition of financial freedom is, is an independent and comfortable retirement where you don't have to, reti- you don't have to rely on social security for, um, for, for your retirement income. And although you might qualify for it still and still get it, you don't have to rely on it or anybody else for, um, for, for your income. And this is the, is the liberating target, if you like, that people can aim at. Because if you can do that, then you can decide um, what you do with your money. And I, and I talk at the end of the, the book about, and a bit about in the mission statements when when you, when you set up your investment plan, of which people can get a copy from at blueprinttowealth.com, is, is that you want to move from being a self-centered investor, for me, myself, I, to being an others-centered investor, where your actual motivation comes from, from a, a compiling a nest egg for other people, whether it's close people that you know in your family or even beyond that, that people you, you don't know whose lives you can touch. Um. I'm, I'm kind of getting a taste of that right now, and I just yeah. think it's really cool, and everything just seems a little bit simplified now to me, you know? Right. One, one quick question was, you know, in the past when we used to do uh, the 401ks with the mutual funds, it was always like um, pick a fund that's managed because they're managed better by, you know, a big name person. The fees might be 5% a year, but it's worth it because the fund does way better. Um, and maybe not so true with an ETF. What do you think? Well, well you know, people are still struggling to understand this. Um, that the fact that, that something, the fund that's not managed, it just all that does is mimic and track and follow and try and do what, exactly what the index is doing there. They battle with the idea that there's no effort going into that, and yet over the long term, it, that that investment strategy beats you know, 99.9% of active mutual funds. People are struggling with that. They kind of go, "How can you know you have this whole investment team and uh, and yeah. huge amounts of effort and research going into it, and, and they can't even beat the index?" People can't, yeah. people are still not accepting. That's why I spend so much time in the book proving that. <laughs> but still, people yeah. don't get. You now, people don't necessarily accept evidence. Um, yeah, no, and I love it. Been... And I also love even what you said that you know hitting that retirement milestone doesn't necessarily have to be the end of your investing. Right. You know, you can just continue along, especially now with um, with these strategies. I just feel I do. I, you know what? I I don't want to sound um, like I'm sucking up to a guest, but I definitely feel empowered now about investing. I mean, Gary, this little conversation helped me so much. I, mean, I think the book must be phenomenal, right? Yeah. The, the, I mean, the, review, the reviews on Amazon, is, uh, it's only been out for five weeks, and, and there's seven or eight reviews on Amazon, and, and I, must, I feel pretty blessed with the, what people are saying up there. So it's, um, it's, it's, 
touching a few laughs of the ready, which which is very very humbling yeah. and uh, and very satisfying as well. Well, it's because you've taken all your years of expertise and then just distilled it down into a guide for people that can, you know, so so that we can easily use it and implement these strategies. But yet, you know, all the research and all the work that you've done, you've just shown the evidence that, you know, you're right in your methodology and you prove that out so that people can feel confident when they implement these strategies that they're going to work because, you know, the biggest thing is, especially as you get older, you always hear, well, you should put everything into basically bonds because, you know, the market's going to tank and now the election's coming and what do you do? And and I like how you've got the strategy laid out that, you know, well, sometimes you can time the market and you can take your money out and keep it in cash until you're ready, until these other indicators come up that then tell you when to put your money back into the market. Mm-hmm. And you can be doing that while you're in retirement. Yeah, right. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, there's a stat that came out uh, last year about the actuaries are now saying that in places like the United States and and, and Australia and United Kingdom and Canada and that is that there's a there's a 70% chance of one of a 65 year old cap uh, couple reaching 90. So you know the yeah. the idea of when people retire they've still got probably 25 maybe and as time goes by 30 years of yeah. of, of managing their investments. Yeah. Right. And the thing is, is that, you know, you could if, if you know, we are all living longer, we're feeling pretty good. Right. I mean, I know usually, you know, at this age, if you look at pictures of our parents, they were not looking so hot. A lot of them. They weren't doing point. ETFs. They were not yeah. doing ETFs. Not <laughs> no. And so you're thinking that, you know, well, you really could be working for quite a bit longer and living quite a bit longer and then taking that money and investing it and then you know, using it in different ways that we never really yeah, thought of Yeah, it could be life-changing, world-changing. Right. It's definitely life-changing because it's, it's you're now thinking of your money and your career in ways that were just not really even doable, yep. you know, 50 years um, ago. Blueprint to wealth. A blueprint to wealth. Well, Gary, thank you so much. It was so much fun having you on the show. It was very insightful and very helpful. We certainly appreciate you sharing your expertise with our listeners. It, it's a pleasure. Thank you very much for having me on. I've, I've thoroughly enjoyed the discussion. Oh, we did as well, Gary. Thank you so much. And and thank you for getting up early because I know that um, in Australia oh boy. it's early. Yeah. yeah, and we'd love to have you back. Um, as we uh, become our own Ian, we'll share the progress. <laughs> Uh, that, that would be a that would be a great way to do of doing it because the, the the portfolio has actually been going for since January 4, since the beginning of 2016. So we can have a chat about how it's doing compared to Excellent. the indices and, and alternative funds there. Excellent. That's Excellent. Perfect. Thank you. Well, have a great day. Yep. Take care, Gary. Thank you very much, Charlie. Thank you, Eva. Bye now. And the website is the same name, blueprinttowealth.com. You can get the book on Amazon in any form that you need. This is a sleeper. This is the one. It was great. So have a great weekend, everyone. This is Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva, and happy Halloween. Bye, guys. Great week. Week. Exactly.